Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome back. Stunning Steve. My dog, one oh seven one. Appreciate you. Thank you. And I you. Have you seen Yellow Jackets? I feel like you were watching Yellow Jackets. I watched the whole thing. Did you like it? I did. I did. Uh, their creator is talking on, uh, saw this on avclub.com. Shout it out. Yeah. yeah. I feel like there was a connection in the credits. I don't know if what's his face, Jason Sudeikis, was like a producer or something. No, no, not that. Uh, the co creator of Yellow Jackets, the show, Ashley Lyle, has a sociological theory oh. that some folks think maybe this, there's something to this here. In a new interview with IndieWire, Lyle admits that she and her Yellow Jackets collaborator, Bart Nickerson, Ah. very close, very close to an epic name in human history, just missed (laughs) I think we give it. Uh Uh-oh. We can't start handing out participation trophies. Bart Nickerson. That's not bad. Pretty good. Uh, Make it official. Here it is. One of the most epic names in the history. Yellow Jackets co-creator Bart Nickerson. This has been one of the most epic names in the history. Back to the IndieWire interview where Ashley Lyle and her aforementioned co-creator Bart Nickerson of Yellow Jackets said, we knew we had an uphill battle ahead of us just by pitching an original idea. That's tough anyway. But not only that, their pitch was essentially, what would happen if the kids from Dazed and Confused became the Donner Party? So then they flash forward to, she said, I think it's almost impossible to really parse why an audience is responding to something. But I do think there might be something to the fact that it's almost like an anti-Ted Lasso effect. For a while during the pandemic, she went on to say, everyone was just wanted to watch something nice, myself included. I was just binging the great British baking show because I just wanted something pleasant in my life. But uh, pleasant, possibly, overstated its welcome, she went on to say, there was something about coming toward the end of the lockdown stage of the quarantine and everybody hitting an exhaustion point. Maybe people wanted an outlet for their discomfort with the world around them or for their anger or their feelings of dread. Maybe our show, Yellow Jackets, captures that. But at the same time, we were very, very careful. Very careful. We always wanted... What we we always knew what we wanted to that we wanted to make a show that was really dark, but we never wanted it to be bleak or grim. We well, always it, wanted it to be really fun at the same time. Would you describe it as such, Donna? No, it was very dark and grim. She says, "I personally suspect something about that combination of darkness and humor struck a chord in just how many sardonic people were feeling." But that is pure speculation, or if you pronounce it with a hard C, speculation. Okay. 
Did you do you recommend Yellow Jackets? Yeah. It it was a very original, unique story. Do you know what it's about? No. So it's these kids, I think they're soccer players, who are flying to like a championship game and their plane crashes. And then they have to survive. They're somewhere, I think, in Canada. I mean, the cast is really good. Did you pay attention to the show? You know how much TV I watch, dude? Hey, hey, hey. Now listen, excuse me, hang on one second. Uh, If you're listening at home, uh, just make a sandwich. No, Donna, <laughs> Rocco is DJ Crab Lobster today. <laughs> yeah, he is. Contractually, he gets it once a week. We never know when it's coming. I mean, but the we show is called it. Yellow Jackets because that's the name of their soccer team. That seems like a big detail. Well, that I know. Well, you're just like I think they're a soccer team. I don't know. Oh well, they're a sports team. I they don't 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 really show them playing. I'm just gonna sit back and watch the rest of this. <laughs> they don't really. They don't show Rocco the kids playing soccer. You. It's just Lambaste. about the after stuff. Okay. Anyway, cut his mic. Off. I I, can, I <laughs> literally can't. He can cut ours. So <laughs> can't cut Melanie Linsky, who you would recognize, she's been in a lot of stuff. Um, she's amazing. Christina Ricci is in this. Uh, Juliette Lewis is also in this. So really, it's a compelling story. Hmm. Sorry, I didn't get Canada right. They maybe mention it once in the whole show. Hey, hey, gang. It's the Canadian wilderness, okay? Remember when we were all watching that show alone? No, I never watched it. Let's get back to that. That You know what? Funny that you say that because I just had a couple emailers recently in the last couple of weeks who have said, hey, there's a new season of Alone Out, and it's really good. Just thought you should know. And so my uh, sister started watching it. And little uh, Gordy Gord, Gordonia, Grayson, son, he in, uh, is like, hey, let's watch it. So I think we're about to delve back into it. That, for those who don't know, I think it's on A&E or History. I don't know. We, we watch a lot of the seasons on Netflix. You have 10 or 12 people who are dropped in, usually the Canadian wilderness somewhere. Fall- Ever heard of it? <laughs> Far apart from each other. They have to run their own camera equipment. There are actual bears and cougars and, you know, various predators out there. They have to make their own food and all that. And whenever you want to tap out, you have to hit this uh, remote control thing that sends out a distress signal. And then the producers will come via speedboat and pick you up. Do you know how many um, you never things they have to else. sign? Oh, yeah. They must have to sign. Because so, what if they get eaten by a bear and they're like, nope, I'm not tapping out. You not could yet. just make an earlier or an easier agreement where it just says... If you die or anything bad happens to you, it's not our fault. That's essentially, I bet, what they have to sign. But they have right. to do it by sifting through probably 46 pages. Correct. Of heretofore, thereunto. I know. It's like our contract. Legal speak. Like, explain this to me. Yeah, like, talk normal. Like, I studied English. <laughs> How would you say this to an English-speaking person? That's funny. Instead of, what do they think? When they hand me the contract yeah, from like, us, you think shit. I got a powdered wig on? Right. Do I look like William Shakespeare? Yeah. Why does it say, and it says Steve Patterson client who will henceforth be referred to as Macbeth. (laughs) That's when I knew they were going too far with their artistic liberties. That's great. Uh, Speaking of great comedies, I believe that Only Murders in the Building season two comes back in the month of June. Donna, you know what? That is a show that you never gave a fair shake to. It's true. And you would love it if you did. You sure? I'm sure. And you know why I say that? 
My wife liked it, and the two of you, I feel a very similar way about trying to convince you two of things that I like first, where anytime I put something on that I have already declared my like for, you, I know, are going to go home and do laundry and not give it a fair shake and be like, yeah, it didn't really piece together because she was on the phone with her friend Nancy the whole time, <laughs> hypothetically. <laughs> and then I'll tell Lou, and when I tell Lou, anybody else experience this out there with their spouses, significant others? where you tell them about a show, they finally sit down and watch it with you, and you're sitting over there on pins and needles, biting your nails. Oh, they should have laughed there. That, that should have been not loud laugh. Oh, Are that's smiling? so funny. Oh, I audit the whole thing. <laughs> Are you, like, just taking notes? Like, okay, she is, She hates it. She hates yeah. it. Yeah, oh, I can sense it. She didn't it. laugh when she was I, supposed uh, to. Yes, a thousand percent. Mental that's notes. so funny. Can sense the energy in the room. You're my buddy. I. Oh, you know, speaking of which... I called you honey earlier. Yeah, you did. I said, yeah, hey, okay, honey. And then, so I've been calling Lila that a lot. And then every now and again, I've been test driving this with Lou. We went through 16 years of marriage, never honey. And then I was like, I'm going to try to introduce honey. We had been babe people a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, babe, hey, mm-hmm. babe. We call each other bud, too. Buddy, bud. It mm-hmm. might sound weird. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Point is, then I call you Honey. Anyone out there listening, have you ever called someone the wrong name in an embarrassing situation? If so, give us a call, 651-641-1071. That's our number. He just is. And you can call us and tell us about a time that you embarrassingly called someone by the wrong name, particularly if it was a term of endearment. Mm. That would be great. Okay. We'll be right back. It's the Dean and Steve show on my talk. Oh, boy. (laughs) We are back. Thank you for listening. Steve had a uh, a little faux pas earlier today. He called me honey. Honey. Mm. 30 years ago would and have been said, commonplace in the workplace. Right? You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, honey, get me some coffee, will you? Um, but yeah, so then it's sp- it spurred this question. Have you ever embarrassingly called somebody by usually like a term of endearment name where you're like, oh my gosh, sorry about that. Uh, we do have calls. If you want to call 651-641-1071, we will start with, who do you want to go to first? Let's Donna? go to George. Hey, George. Welcome to my talk. How are you? Are you talking to me? Uh, talking to you. You talking to me? Hey, what are, are we doing? talking to me? Uh, hey, I've actually got kind of the inverse of that. Oh. Kind of a Twilight Zone thing. <laughs> um, I... Since the day my wife and I started dating back in 1983, I have called her sweetheart or babe. Yeah, great. Never by her first name, which is Deb. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, I it this. may have been when we were getting our marriage license or something important like that, where I had to say what my wife's name was. Mm-hmm. And I, for a moment, I totally blanked and forgot what my wife's name was. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. That's, That's funny. Have you ever had a moment when you call her by her name and she's like, okay, George? Yes. Just because it sounds so strange to say her name yep. to I her? Have, from day one, she's babe or sweetheart, and she calls me hon. Isn't that something? I can I can relate with that in that I never call my wife Lauren. Lauren, I call her Lou, and she never calls me Steve. She always calls me Steven. So not quite a term of endearment, but yeah, when you hear the actual given birth certificate name from your significant other. So strange. It is weird. Yep. Oh, yep. And I just totally blanked on what her name was. That is hilarious. That. Thank you for sharing that, George. Thanks for listening, yep. George. We appreciate it. Donna, who are we heading to? Now? Let's go to Karen. Hey, Karen. Welcome to the Donna and Steve experience on my talk. Tell us about a time that you embarrassingly called someone, maybe by a term of endearment. Okay. Well, 
<clears throat> this is my husband. So I'm in this wedding, and we're at the groom's dinner, and it's a, <laughs> it's a big deal. Yeah. So my husband, Tim, is there, and he's never met these people. Yeah. He walks up to the, we're holding hands, he walks up to the families, and he says, Hi, my name's Tim. I'm Karen's wife. <laughs> <laughs> and they had a little moment of like, uh, hilarious. Okay. That's my embarrassing moment. Nice That's to cute. meet you, Tim. They say. <laughs> yeah. Walk away we confused. Just, what do you do? We laughed so hard. Everybody, it was a great icebreaker. <laughs> that yeah, is that's funny. right. Speeds up the uh, the chemistry there. Thank you so much, Karen. Thank you for yep, listening bye-bye. to our show. We appreciate it. Who next, D-Bone? Christina. Hey, Christina, welcome. It's the Don and Steve experience on my talk. Tell us about your screw-up. Good morning. So I was, um, back when I was dating my husband, we were about a year into our relationship, and he was in the other room, and my name's Christina, and he was like, hey, Heidi, can you come here for a minute? And I said, she's not here. Try again. (laughs) Oh, Was Heidi an ex? Yes, he dated her for years before we got together. And so, I mean, but we'd already been together for a year. So I give him crap about that quite often. Oh, my gosh. The human brain is interesting. You know, there's so much stored information up there. All you need is one cog to not catch the wheel in the right way, and you ruin a night. Yep. Christina, thank you for the call. We do appreciate it. We love you, and we will never not love you. Well, we don't know. All right, let's go to Natalie. Natalia, welcome to the Don and Steve experience. How are you? Good morning. I am good. Thank you. I did not screw up, but a friend of mine did. Actually, her husband (laughs) sent me a text very early in the morning that said, good morning, my love. How are you this morning? Oh, my gosh. Oh, the uh, the dreaded autocorrect. Now, did you... Did you know immediately that this was an accident or did you have a brief moment of, oh my gosh, this will change the dynamic of this friendship and relationship. I have to tell my best friend. There was a quick text after that that said, sorry, wrong person. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. That Imagine happens. if it was like your boss or somebody though. Yeah. That would be real bad. Yeah. And it could say a variety of things. If you think you're texting your significant other, it could say a whole. I'm sorry, you're breaking up really oh. bad. Well, listen, don't yell at us. You go get your <laughs> cell phone fixed, all right? Hey, we love you. Thank you so Bye, much Natalie. for listening to the show. Uh, Natalie's I, not afraid to put you in your place. She'll tell you if your phone's cut out. Okay, so I have a friend who was saying something super naughty to his wife while they were shopping, mm-hmm. but they were separated. So she's in you know one part of the mall, he's in another part, and then he texts something super, super naughty to her. This was like, I believe, in the early days of Facebook. He didn't realize that he wrote it on Facebook. And his phone started blowing up. And people were like, hey, you know you just posted that? <laughs> so he had to go, delete, delete, delete. Oh, yeah, The whole thing. So things could be worse. Oh, my gosh. I'm not reading. I can't even <laughs> read these. If you look up some of these text fails that have happened. Oh, sure. Wowzers. Who's on the line, Diva? Sarah. Hey, Sarah, welcome to the Don and Steve experience. Tell us about an embarrassing time that you were called something different or you called somebody by not their name. Is this for Sarah? You bet your bottom dollar. 
Excellent. So I have two things. I had a coworker text me with a, a question. I responded, and she wrote back, thanks, honey, love you. Huh? And then within four seconds realized, oh, my God, you're not my husband. That was hysterical. So we would always end with, like, hey, thanks. That was a really great meeting. Love you. So that was just a fun little thing. <laughs> and then also, I clearly only called my wife by saying babe not her name sure and we have a three-year-old and owen calls her mommy babe everywhere we go oh my it's gosh mommy babe, so mommy babe. cute <laughs> oh i love that that is adorable <laughs> oh. thank you for calling thanks guys have a great day thank Bye, you Sarah. for listening we appreciate you that. know this is kind of off the beaten path but i once showed up at a friend's house and i wanted to text i am here meaning come on down you know, I'm sure. here to pick you up. Yeah. But it auto-corrected to, or either that or I typed it wrong, I am Herb. <laughs> so now, every time oh, I we get together, I'm just like, I am Herb. Oh, that's funny. It's that's fun. Funny. Life Thanks, is man. fun. It sure is, Steve. Uh, we don't have time for Kate or Linda, but thank you so much for calling you oh, guys. Oh, we love you, ladies. We're sorry we ran out we of gotta time. We got to go. There. Did you miss If You See Something, Say Something? Good thing we podcast it. Find it on... Final stretch of the Donna and Steve experience on my talk 1071. We're turkeys roam free (laughs) in the parking lot. Do we know if they're going to die? Uh, I haven't seen any. Rocco saw him on his way out, too. Yeah, on the way in and out. So a bird like spent like eight, nine hours at work yesterday, just like I did. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. You're my talk's turkey. My talking turkey. Yeah, that's just so interesting how aggressive they are. And they are big. Yeah, they are big. Isn't it amazing that they can fly? I mean, I couldn't yeah. believe it when I read that. They're like, flocks of turkeys roost in trees. They fly into trees at night. It's like in flocks of like 6 to 40. Oh wow. <laughs> wow. You know, you're seeing those little ducklings now um, mm-hmm. from the, whatchamacallit, the little Ponds. geese. Oh, yeah. Crossing the street, usually. Well, goslings from the geese, ducklings from the ducks. I'm just saying. Hey, well, listen, it's like you've seen the little kittens from the puppies. <laughs> or the, from the dogs. The dogs and the kittens. It doesn't matter. Fine, whatever. Um, you know what we what need What did here. I call them? Thank you. Steve's Trees. He talks and we close our eyes. Every time he brings them up. Let's hope this open helps. Steve's Trees. Well, I, uh, it's funny. I had actually already buried... Tree talk to the bottom of the show. And then we had a request from Canadian listener Daniel, whose wife Becca is driving her father Ron to some sort of a medical facility for a checkup today in Canada. Hey, Ron. And they said, you know, they actually wanted to hear what breed of tree, what type of tree Steve had planted. And Daniel apologized for sending the email because he knows that, Donna, you don't want to hear about it. That is correct. But here it comes. And I did a transplant yesterday, so there was an update. Oh boy. Last weekend, um, I planted four. I bet you Ben Lieber wouldn't talk about trees. I bet you're right. He'd talk about cool stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I planted four quaking aspen and two more Austri willow. But then I realized that I had planted the quaking aspen a little too much, a little too close to the other trees where it was reading from a distance a bit too much. Like a line, like a flat line. And I just, I looked up, can you move a tree that you just planted? Or is that putting too much shock on the tree? 
because there's already transplant shock when they go from a plant or the ground to another part of the ground. Okay. And then I look it up and they say, you know what? No, you can do it. Especially my situation. They were in burlap, burlap sacks. So then it's easy to dig around there, pull it up by the burlap. The root ball is still intact. What I decided to do was I moved all of those quaking aspen, the four quaking aspen, Don, I moved them forward by seven feet. So now what it does is two things. A, it allows a little more room for them to grow freely. It's okay for trees to grow into each other. Look at your forest. Look at your jungles. But I wanted to give them a little extra room, but also for the aesthetic pleasure, of which I get a lot. I wanted to see dimension there. And so now that we have the four, what will be white-trunked aspen forward in the foreground, and then the poplars and the willows in the background, it's going to add a really nice layered effect. And on top of that, when you go down to the end of the yard, Mm -hmm. and of course I'm going to do a video on this, guys. People are going nuts. People are going freaking nuts wanting to see more about my trees. Oh, my gosh. When you go down to the end of the yard, Donna, and then you look at the, it, it's two rows of trees that I have now. Mm-hmm. And so now you can walk through the Ooh. rows. It looks like a vineyard. What are we, what is this? Napa Valley! <laughs> oh my God, Rocco. Please call the authorities. <laughs> I now have 16 <laughs> deciduous you trees You're... planted. <laughs> I have a total of 24 trees in the backyard when you include arborvitae. Okay. Which are trees you don't even have to pay attention to. They're just there. They grow really fast, though. Not as fast as I'd like them to. Okay, Steve. Congratulations. And I had a neighbor, Adam the Smoker, who said, hey, what you're doing down there, this is great. He came down, walked in the yard. I put my shovel on rest for a moment. And I said, what do you think about how this is coming together? And he was like, dude, this is great. I love this. So now we'll have Quaking aspen, hybrid poplars, Austria willows, arborvitae. There's a hawkberry tree back there and river birch. Fantastic. What is that? Neverland called? They want their space back? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> what, You're Rocco? What are you going to say, Rocco? Um, I was going to say earlier, I said your body is a wonderland was about Jennifer Aniston, and Donna corrected me to say it was about Jessica Jennifer Simpson. Simpson. I'm seeing on Wikipedia and from uh, salesperson Liz Hawkins. That it was about Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh, we got two of those. Amy also sent us an email saying Guys, Jennifer Love Hewitt. I didn't uh, even know they dated. Uh, hang on a sec. Are we still talking about the trees? Oh, hey, let's take a poll of who wants to listen to Steve's tree stories. This person turns it off when you start because it lasts too long. Who is that? Who this is that? Tiffany. That's wants Tiffany. to know if other people feel the same. Yes, Tiffany, they do. Speaking for myself, of course. Jeff Baker. Hey, Steve, can you do an Instagram video or something of your trees? I need to know what to imagine whenever you do tree talk. Thanks a bunch, Jeff. Hey, Jeff, I just want to give you a quick update. We just became best friends. (laughs) And we have our arch nemesis, who's Tiffany and Donna, and sometimes my wife. Uh, It's okay. It's lovely that you show passion for things, but maybe you can do it on your own time. Steve, come on. Come on. I thought Becca from Canada would want to know what Prince events I'm going to this weekend because she is probably an even bigger fan than I am. Oh, Did you know that? Yes. Becca has like Prince tattoos. Yes, oh. and they've been here before and done that. Yeah. Yeah. Think okay. about how close they were to my house. Wow. Wow. 
I hope Owen Wilson gets his tires back or whatever was stolen. Okay, so that's a back tease to yesterday. <laughs> Out of context, you sound like you're losing your mind. <laughs> you're like, that sounds like a Cars reference. You're right. uh, oh yeah, God. that's what it sounds like. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. Um, since we are always capable, we're professionals, we can fill three hours. Look, we feel like there haven't been a lot of good entertainment stories recently. Well, there's the Johnny Depp thing. The verdict is in. They both kind of won. Johnny won more. He won more money. He's going to get eight and a half million dollars. Um, that's his net winnings. I don't know if you'd call it wins. Sure. Yeah. So Amber Heard. 8.3. Um, yeah. Is, is out of that money. I don't know how she's going to pay it. I don't know what her net worth is, but I don't know. A lot of people have 8.3 hanging around. She still hasn't paid the uh, charities that she pledged money to. So there's that. We'll see. Their lawyers are probably making some ka-ching. I mean, Donna, you followed this pretty. I mean, what's your? I did, and then I kind of, and then I kind of, I kind of fizzled out. My take is, I was actually surprised that he won. It seemed like that. I I wasn't only because public it like opinion that's the public he opinion was winning. Went. Yeah, and but, isn't that part of what Amber Heard's team is saying that they're going to? Uh, yeah. What's the word? What's the court word? Uh, when they re- uh, appeal. appeal, they're yeah. going to appeal because they feel like the jury has been swayed by the social media vitriol. But they're not allowed to read anything about it. They're not allowed to look at anything. So I that's that's a faulty argument. I think. I said if I had to guess, it feels like based on all of that public opinion, the Twitter focus group, studios watching that and just wondering how they can make more money. They saw so many people stand with Johnny in the span of this trial that I think he will be cast in a role within the next year that he it will be announced Johnny Depp lands his first acting role after the trial. I bet you're right. A lot of people going into it thought that it was like the end. Like, all right, he's not going to get cast in anything right. anymore. He will. He's got buddies. You know? All right. We got buddies. We're each other's buddies. You're my buddy, boo! Steak salad in the Hubbard cafeteria today, if you happen to be here <laughs> for lunch. Is it open to the public? <laughs> I guess so, right? Uh, no, haven't you seen the gates? That's right. You're Sorry. locked out. Sorry, guys. Sorry. You can't join us, but we'll catch you on the flip side. You can join Kalina Bradley. They'll be in next 12 to 3, then Loja after that. Bye. Bye.